0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, a broker dealer member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Cornerstone Financial Consultants are not affiliated. to the Journey Mindset Podcast. My name is Sean Ulrich, and I'm a financial advisor at Cornerstone Financial in Washington, Missouri. And I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Ron Shear. Ron is a former financial advisor with a wealth of knowledge on all things investing, so we are lucky to have him. Ron, I'm going to throw you for a loop here. I've been watching some Cardinals baseball recently, and I (laughs) want to get your take, man. I want to get your take on what you think's going on right now in the midst of... let, let Let me paint the stage for us. So We just had a... Awesome outing by Adam Wainwright on his birthday. I yep. don't know if you were able to go watch that. Yeah, game, I got to see it. But you had Do you have any general thoughts on the state of the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team right now?
1: You know, I'm 68 years old. I've been a Cardinal fan all my life. But I'll tell you this, uh, and, and it's probably not going to be p- very popular amongst <laughs> m- amongst many people. But I think our boys are playing as about as well as they can play. It's a good take. And good and take. Uh, and and the reason that's that's the good news. I think the bad news is is because. We just don't have a lot of talent left mm. on the team, yeah. and I think the talent that we do have is uh, they're getting a little long in the tooth. And I think Wainwright's one of those examples. Now he yeah. he just picked, pitched a magnificent. I mean, when was the last time you saw a pitcher go nine innings? Just beautiful, just a beautiful master, beautiful. masterful yeah. pitching. Um, but I just think that they're they're doing about all they can do. It's just that there are a lot of teams out there that are willing to pay the money for for uh, for some. Some younger quality players, and the Cardinals just aren't. It's probably going to take, boy, this is getting into it. Do you want me to editorialize, <laughs> It's going to take the attendance uh, to fall at Bush Stadium to between 17 and 20,000, and then the DeWitts and the ownership will say, oh, you know what? I think we better spend some money. Go
0: in a different direction. Yeah, it is tough when we play other teams that have such. You know, dynamic offensive players that can do a lot more than you know at least what's been happening out there right now. So, I gotta say, Ron, I'd also like to see a little bit more excitement out of our offense at this stage.
1: But well, you you, you can't you can't you can't play sloppy baseball, give your opponent an extra out at every inning, which that has kind of come back to haunt. And I understand that with the lack of a proper spring training. And but the other thing is, is you can't you can't strand you know, uh, 10 base runners in a game and not and not get them across the plate. And that's been a traditional problem for the Cardinals the last several years. And, yeah. and now I'm going to shut up.
0: No problem. You know who I've liked to watch? This will be my last comment. Brad Miller. Brad Miller can swing a little bit. A little lefty that we scooped up uh, this offseason. I've enjoyed getting the chance to watch him play. And our topic for today, Ron, is going to be developing strategies for, for successful long-term investing. And then also pointing out some habits as investors so that we don't, you know, quote unquote, shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak, when it comes to investing. And we were talking about this before we started this show, Ron, that we are in a period of time right now with this coronavirus of fear. There's just a lot of fear surrounding, you know, people during this time, you know, for good reason in some measure with people that have gone through very difficult things uh, in the hospital uh, but at the same time as investors, you know, fear can cause us to really do some uh, things that we might regret, regret down the road. And you know, Ron, there are plenty of studies out there that show an investor's behavior in relation to their investments accounts to close for 80% of the return that they actually get. And that's according to the motleyfool.com. And Ron, hypothetically, somebody could be an investor in the right investments, sell at the wrong time and completely eliminate the possibility that they could ever make any significant amount of money because they weren't prepared or were not comfortable with the risk tolerance that that particular investment needed. So a big question, Ron, but I thought we would start the show off by getting a better idea from you of, you know, you've done this for quite a long time. How were you able to engage in an investor's mentality when you first met them and, you know, when you had the opportunity to really get a feel for how they were as a person?
1: Well, I did a couple of things. We we did several things. We had a questionnaire that we used to kind of help to uh, establish uh, risk tolerance and really in... When you boil it all down, that's really what uh, part of what what you're deal- most of what you're dealing with, and uh, the other thing that I always like to do, and it uh, it worked out very well because uh, in this day in my thirty years in the business, most everybody had an IRA or they had a four hundred one k somewhere a retirement plan, and I would request that a, a potential client would bring those uh, client statements with them for the simple reason it kind of gives you an idea of what they're currently investing in. And you can make some kind of some judgments, uh, about, uh, the nature of what they were investing in and how aggressive they were. And then the last thing that you can do is you can, you, the question would be, uh, Mrs. Jones, how would you feel if the market in your portfolio took a 20% drop in a given day? Uh, yeah. you know, because of a, of a market pullback. And, uh, you know, you don't always, you would think you'd get the same answer. Well, you know, I'd hate that. I couldn't stand a 20% loss. But a good many people who uh, were, uh, were actually long-term investors, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't blink at that. But, but uh, what we have learned through the years is, is that most people, when you first interview them and make a risk adju- uh, evaluation about them, most of them will be considerably more aggressive in their first interview than they are in reality because the market... When it does take a pullback, we find out that they're really not all that aggressive as far as investors. They're really more conservative, and and we're very, very stressed about the fact that uh, the accounts were down in value because of the market.
0: I to so say, you nailed the first two points, which are, you know, the questionnaire is the most common thing that people will do uh, when they first roll through an office to get a better feel for the risk tolerance of that particular client. And then the second thing, like you mentioned, the account statement, what are they currently invested in? Let's get a good feel for right. what these previous investments are. And then you try to get a gauge. You try to get a feel for, you know, how would you react, like you just mentioned, Ron, when the market takes a downturn? And I'm sure it's probably similar to being a parent, Ron. You know, I'm, I haven't been in that situation before, but you go and uh, speak with somebody about how you'd like to see a certain situation play out, and it just doesn't always go that same direction. But, you know, the goal for, for today's show, Ron, is to give our listeners some tools to put in their tool belt for successful investing down the road, really try to develop a mindset for good, successful, long-term investing. So let's, let's hop right into it. The first thing is that the market is already an emotional entity. Don't allow yourself to make quick emotional decisions. And Ron, because this is very difficult to gauge what the market is going to do in the short term, and you mentioned this on our last show, you know, very rarely can an investor count on putting money into the market and seeing a significant increase in the short term. It does happen. It is possible to happen in the market but man, oh man, you're going to be hard pressed to be able to accurately predict that over a long period of time.
1: I think you have to always go into an investment with the idea that this is something that I'm doing long term. Now that's Mm. not to say that the investment that you you invest in today is going to be there, you know, 20, be with you 20 or 30 years. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing if it does, if it does hold up and continue to grow and give the kind of uh, returns that you're looking for. but it's not really reality. but you have to consider the fact that you need to be a long-term investor. This doesn't happen overnight the success is, is just just not there if you do it short term. It can but it's very very it's just good fortune or or I would say just luck if it, if it works that way. Consider long-term investing that's the key.
0: I like to think about taking that bird's eye view, you know, of the investments and right. what, the, what the market's done in the past. And a lot of the time, you know, that stock price or the price of that fund is what the collective whole of the market believes it to be at that particular time. And at least in the short run, there's so many factors at play that a long-term mentality is always the best way to go. And I know the term long-term mindset is pro- probably one of the most overused terms at this point sure in the is. financial world. But another way that I want our clients or prospective clients to think about getting clear with their long-term intentions, Ron, is just figuring out what really matters to them in their investments. And are they somebody that's looking for safety in their investments right now? And if so, do their current investments allow for that? Or is that particular investor somebody that is more performance-minded? And if that's the case, if that's their hope or their goal, have they put themselves in a position to really be able to allow themselves to make that happen? You know, so Ron, what are some of the best ways that you've seen an investor, you know, get intentional and find a way to really control their emotions in a time of of high volatility?
1: In my opinion, Sean, that comes with what we do as investment professionals in the way of education and conveying to our clients, holding up what their goals are, their long-term goals, and showing what the plan that we've built for them and where where we're going to try to go, and, you know, it's not a guarantee where we're headed in the future. But the biggest piece of all of it is to alleviate some of this anxiety and, and uh, give a smoother ride, if you will, in the investment world is to teach and educate the client as to exactly what they have and how they're investing. We've learned over and over and over again that clients who don't know and don't understand what they're investing in, they're the ones that have the greatest amount of fear Mm. and anxiety if the market has a downturn. And guess what, Sean? I can guarantee one thing about our business is the market is not static. We're going to have those times where the market is going to perform in our favor, and we're going to have those times that the market is not going to perform. It's going to go against us in a down market. So we have to look at, long-term investing, but we also have to educate our clients as to how they're invested. And when we do that, it alleviates a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear.
0: And once again, you're listening to Sean Ulrich and Ron Shear. We are with Cornerstone Financial Consultants in Washington, Missouri, and you can reach out to us at 636-239-5000. And this is a Ron Shear staple. This is one of the things you've taught me. Oh boy. The fear, the cure to fear and uncertainty is research and conviction about what you're invested in. Really being aware of what you're invested in is what you just said. Yes. And I thought this was a good second point to get after realizing the negative effects of reacting. I mean, this is a prime example. We got the coronavirus going on, we got an election coming up right ahead. I mean, this is a great time to really be aware of okay, what is my investing mindset? through one of these times where it could potentially have a lot of fl- uh, fluctuation in the market. you know One of the best ways investors can ease anxiousness that arises when investments start to fluctuate is to understand what they're invested in or at the very least reach out to their financial advisor for a clear understanding of what they're invested in. And uh, another easy way to think about this is to invest in something that you're passionate about. Try to make a couple of your investments in something you really know well, or that an industry that you already work in, and you have some baseline knowledge about, and it could even potentially be, you know, something that you've done a lot of research in on your own before you come in to start investing. That's an easy way to get a conversation started on some good investment options, because you know, you know how that industry reacts in a time like a downturn, you know another one of the ways that I think investors can do this is by asking themselves before they make an investment: Have I learned enough about this investment to be able to judge whether or not it's doing well? And Ron, I know a lot of the time we'll have people that will come through the door sometimes, and they're not even sure how their investments are doing compared to others in their industry or just overall, really, right? In, in right. the first place, you know, and I think people may not have something to compare their investments to, so they're really not even quite sure of how their investments are doing. Ron, I know we can't speak on specific client examples here, but talk a little bit more about. Uh, and you, I've already done this. You know uh, h- uh, how nice it is to be able to have an understanding, at least, of where your money is going. Maybe in specific industries. Talking about uh, some of the ones that may have done specific industries that have done well through this time.
1: Sure. Um, some years ago, there were uh, uh, there are a lot of questions out there and a lot of fear. Even those for those clients who are are uh, are educated and paying attention and really know how they're invested. They but but the key is is to call let's let's talk through this Hmm. because what we've learned is is that emotional decisions made on the spur of the moment. I'm a living example of a person. I've always regretted every snap decision I've ever made in my life. Hmm. Those decisions that I've done my research done my homework and 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 become familiar and knowledgeable about what it is i'm doing it's always worked out better for me nine times out of ten if you make of an emotional snap decision about selling out of a position exactly the wrong time it's uh it's it just it's just a recipe for trouble it just w- doesn't work right try not to react to the emotional side try to look to the logical side in the and the knowledge and power that we have and we can purvey and give to our clients is to know about the investments, know what it will do and what type of markets it will continue to do well or, or the markets that we need to actually uh, to sell out of an investment. But but always keep us in mind. And, and we do our best to keep uh, to keep that that uh, uh, tightness with you and with our clients because we don't want them to live in, live in a world of fear either. We hate that. our clients.
0: That's great perspective. And I think the classic example that plays out for most investors is a situation where the market has a significant drop. You know, they're not really sure what they're invested in or why they're invested in it. And their immediate reaction is they want to sell everything they have. You know, we get the call, you know, market's down, let's sell, let's sell. Not realizing that the long-term success that the stock market has had over the past 100 years. And one of the ways, Ron, that I remind myself of the past performance of the history of the stock market is I have a visual chart in my office that actually shows what it looks like over these past 100 years. And I can tell you right now, Ron, it's very clear to see there have been more years where the market has had success than when the market is down. But, and we know, and we completely understand it can be so hard to take that big picture perspective when things seem so bad in the short term. And so Ron, you know, how do you rationalize to yourself, or to previous clients when you start to see the market taking a significant drop?
1: Well, let me make a comment about the chart to begin with. Back in the old days, we referred to that as the mountain chart. And <laughs> and, the, and the reason that we referred to that is if you look at it, it has little divots throughout time where the market was was soft, it wasn't rising. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look at that chart, it starts very low and it it has a very A very steep upward climb, and that represents that over time, how much the market has grown. Now, to answer your question about... uh, uh, Just
0: rationalizing market uh, drops.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we typically try to do, and we convey this, and it's another thing that we touch on when we interview a prospective client or talk with our clients, when we talk about how much acceptable... Uh, how much of a market drop is actually tolerable for them? Mm. We put some trading curves in mind yep. uh, to, to where if uh, if this mutual fund gets to this price, you know, either up in, in appreciation in value or being down in losing value, that gives us the option then to to flag so that we can make a decision whether we need to keep that mutual fund. Or we need to sell it.
0: And if you're someone that hasn't listened to our previous shows, go back and check out the one on lifestyle design. And then also check out another one on setting up yourself for strong financial foundations, which leads into our third point of the day. If you're able to have a strong financial foundation and you have yourself in a position, this is our third point. Put yourself in a financial situation where you can take advantage of the market's natural fluctuations. Another way to put it Ron is there's some investors that actually look forward to some of those market downturns because they're
1: ready for it. They're oh, Aaron is the market. classic, you know, he he just loves <laughs> a market sale. Oh, and uh, you know, everybody rails about, you know, what somebody's uh, retailers having a sale, let's get down there and and buy some. Wall Street has a sale and and uh, people are not so happy with it. But Aaron is our, he's always looking for that sale. Yeah. You know, for the, for the downturn in the market, because that's an opportunity.
0: And, and the less emotional investors tend to find a way to make it through those seasons with some, you know, returns that look nice, look very nice over a long period of time. And so let's look at two different scenarios, Ron. On one hand, you have investors who are filled with fear. They panicked, sold at the bottom, and they, fail, they failed to invest again until the market was back up. I can't tell you how many times that I've heard that, Ron, since being in this industry. Oh, I'm going to wait to invest You know, until the market's in a good place again. Not really realizing that a lot of the times you can still make a lot of progress when the market is having some fluctuations. Now, on the other hand, you have investors who remained reasonably calm. You know, everybody's Mm going to have some natural fear that creeps in in times of uncertainty. If they say they don't, I don't think they're human beings. No, exactly right. (laughs) Probably still feeling all the same emotions that the other group felt, yet they made it a point to invest on the way down as well as on the way up, so they came out on the other end much better off than their fearful counterpoints. And, you know, now we understand, Ron, that that's much easier said than done. It's much easier to say, hey, don't panic. It's much easier to say, oh, hey, you know, don't have fear and uncertainty. When times are good, when you're actually going through that time, how nice is it to have a team around you? And once again, you're listening to Sean Ulrich and Ron Shear with Cornerstone Financial Consultants in Washington, Missouri, and you can reach out to us at 636 2395,000. 2395,000. You know, I have two thoughts on this subject, Ron. You know, I'm a metaphor guy, so see if, see if you agree with me here. So, I played baseball for most of my life, you know, just got done playing college baseball. And I know you have plenty of experience in the game as well. One of the natural weeding out processes that happens when you progress through youth baseball to high school baseball to eventually playing at the college level is that every time you move up a level, you surround yourself with people that can handle that failure just a little bit better, Right. just a little bit better than the level that they were previously at. And yes, there's probably some talent. Yes, you probably still have some hotheads and some egos, but for the most part, those, those guys on that team have found a way to handle failure a little bit better Than the people before them, you know, so that's one of the things that attracted me to the investment industry was after I learned that, you know, not only the communication skills necessary to succeed in this industry, the relationship skills to maintain and acquire clients, but there's also a portion of this job, Ron, that has to do with, you know, and I'm going to use an extreme phrase here, but, you know, and you said this actually before talking people off the ledge, so to speak, Mm -hmm. where the market can really remind me at times of the failure that I've already had to deal with, you know, most of my life as an athlete, Hey, if you're somebody that can cope with this, that can deal with this effectively, you can be successful, you know, over a long period of time. And, you know, the crazy thing is, Ron, there's a level of understanding that comes along with continuing to play at a higher level. Not that you accept the failure, but you understand that the failure is going to be a part of it. And if you don't, you know, like I said, you don't necessarily say, hey, you know, I'm going to fail. And it's this is something that I just love. I just love to fail. But at the same time, you know, that the lessons come along with that. Learning comes along with that, you know, choosing to put yourself, you're choosing to put yourself in an arena when you invest. That, that failure is just a part of it. So, you know, Ron, what do you, what do you think about those analogies right there? I'm well, I,
1: I think they're, they're great analogies. Uh, th- throughout life, you, you, t- you get to a certain point where you realize that failing is, uh, is, is a part of life. And sometimes depending upon how you're emotionally built and how you choose to accept failure, that can be the most tremendous times of growth in your life is when you've you failed and you, you kind of get introspective and you look in the mirror and you say, hey, you know, who's responsible for this? And, and if I'm responsible, then I have to do some behavior modification. It can be a tremendous growth experience. And that's the same thing in investing. As an investor, you're going to do things and try things based on the best information that you have at the time. And, uh, and it's going to look just right. And for some reason, beyond your control, the things that are out of your area of control, it isn't always going to work out. So, I mean, I think you, you have to go go in knowing uh, that uh, not everything you're going to try is is, is going to be successful. Mm. A good hitter in in baseball, if they can get a hit one out of three times at bat, I mean, and you can do that consistently, that puts you up as a 300 hitter, and there's nobody ever going to. Gonna say anything other than other than the guy who really hit the ball or the girl who really hit the ball well. I mean, if you can do that, and that's one out of three times, and that's meaning Sean, that two out of three times, you took the K or, yep. or you know you're walking back to the dugout. That's said. It. What was I? Think what and what in was the I? What was that? So, but I mean, the bottom line uh. is is you you have to know going in. Is that not everything you do in the investing business is going to be 100% ring the bell successful?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of phrases I try to keep you know top of mind when the market's doing its crazy thing, and uh, one of which is that cynicism sounds really smart, but optimism makes a heck of a lot more money. It's very easy. Very easy to look at something and say, well, this is all the things that is wrong with what's going on right now. It's very difficult to take a stance, you know, plant your flag in the ground and say, hey, this is why I think this thing will be successful over a long period of time and take the freaking gut punches that come along with what the market throws at you sometimes and say, you know what? I'm staying in. I'm sticking with my original plan to get through this thing because at the end of the day, those are the investors that really, truly seem to have that success over a long period of time.
1: The ones that have the staying power and and invest for long term. I'll give you this example. I had a very close friend who was a a no-load mutual fund buyer. Okay. And uh, back when no-loads were just getting started and people in our our business, we weren't typically friendly to to (laughs) no-load mutual funds for the simple reason that- that uh, you know an investor could buy those on their own and and they really th- didn't think they they didn't think they needed our help well anyway this investor this friend actually was a was a family member bought a good number of mutual funds and no loads and he'd invariably because it was a no load he'd sell out before the best of the fund was actually you know it, it was about to deliver a great return and he would he would sell out uh, prior and yeah. it was just because he never viewed it as much as a, a long-term investment as he really should. Um, but I mean those types of things happen. Sometimes you have to make an adjustment and it is the right thing to sell out of a mutual fund or sell a share of stock for either taking profit or be to, to mitigate loss. But if you consider yourself and make a wise choice in the beginning of what you're investing in and you see these these uh, these uh, ups and downs in the market don't necessarily always be concerned about that. But look at what the stock has done historically over the long term. Hmm. And if you can feel comfortable enough with that, typically stay with it because it's always darkest before the dawn. Yep. And, and when the stock actually does and the market recovers, it's, it's absolutely wonderful to see how quick, quickly these companies and these these uh, mutual funds can recover and the profit then that can be generated. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing.
0: And if you're sitting there at home asking yourself, okay, I understand that you want to get invested into something that you have conviction about, that you believe in, that you really know, but you're saying to yourself, well, how the heck do I know? How the heck do I know what to get into? That's one of the main benefits of being able to have a financial professional at your side or doing some research on your own too. And once again, you're listening to Sean Ulrich and Ron Shear. We are Cornerstone Financial Consultants in Washington, Missouri, and you can reach out to us at 636-239-5000. So to recap our points up until this point, Ron, number one is that the market is already an emotional reactive entity. That's, That's one of the first things you taught me when I got here, Ron. And it doesn't help when you as an investor are also emotional and also reactive to that market, you know, unless you get excited with when one of your investments like to put it goes on sale, and you're uh, you're ready to hop back in. The second thing is the cure to fear and uncertainty is research and conviction about what you're investing in. We've been hammering on it all morning. Third thing is put yourself in a position where you can look forward to the market fluctuations. And Ron, a great way for people to know what putting themselves in a position to look forward to, and I mentioned this earlier, go check out some of our previous shows. The first one is Lifestyle Design for Wise Investing. You know, when the market drops... One of the other things that people want to have is a strong financial foundation. We did another show talking about crisis investors and strong financial foundations. Go back and you can do that by just looking up the journey mindset on anywhere you can find podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts you know that's a great way of showing people what it would look like to put themselves in a position to look forward to the market dropping so that they could capitalize on some potential market opportunities before we wrap the show up Ron do you have any final thoughts on, on what we had to talk about today
1: well I would say this it's a, it's a phenomenal business and I, I can't uh, I can't emphasize enough how much I've enjoyed the, the 30 years that I uh, I enjoyed in the business Um uh the majority very successful some failures I think it would be less than honest to to admit that but I think that the, the the biggest joy that I've seen is for those investors who consider themselves long-term investors they took seriously what we were trying to do here and they stayed with it they started early and stayed late hmm. and uh there's been so many of them through the years that that their lives have been so so enriched and and uh and it goes beyond that because it goes to the next generation and even into into uh uh into grandchildren and it's a wonderful thing and it's just been a real pl- privilege to to be able to take a small part i don't take credit for it but just one tiny one tiny gear in the whole giant machine that uh that uh we call the the market and the market as we've said before is the heartbeat of the engine of uh, of the overall american economy it's been, it's been a marvelous thing it hasn't yeah. been without times of pain but yeah. it's uh, it's been a wonderful wonderful thing and i'd encourage people to to reach out if you have questions or comments and and uh, we're a very uh, a very low key group of people here we take very seriously what we do but we're not uh, we're not pressure folks if you have a question don't hesitate to call us
0: absolutely and my hope would be in this time of fear and uncertainty to look at investing to look at where you're putting your dollars is something that's helping you get to where you want to be. You know, it's better than just throwing money into a savings account over a long period of time because you're allowing that money to go to work for you and allow you to get to that point, really where you may not be able to get otherwise if you did not have the luxury of being able to use, you know, the greatest, uh, you know, the eighth wonder of the world, as people put it, compounding interest yes. to your work. You know, it can be a very fun, a very fun, very enjoyable. Uh, way to help you get to where you want to go. And that's one of the reasons that I love being uh, an advisor as well. So as always, guys, be sure to connect with us at thejourneymindset.com or to visit our company page at cornerstone2invest.com and reach out to us at Cornerstone Financial in Washington, Missouri at 636-239-5000 if you would like to connect and learn more about what it would look like to invest with us here at Cornerstone Financial Consultants in Washington, Missouri. Our goal is to always get to know your particular situation and see how we can help. Big thank you for tuning in today. hope you guys learned a lot about investing mentality uh, and best of luck heading into the rest of 2020. We love being on KFAV 99.9.